The more we see of Jake Middleton's physicality, the more it shows he is a great fit for the Wild's top defenseman. We evaluate Jake Middleton's 2022-2023 season today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. If today's your first time tuning into Locked On Wild, we welcome you in and hope you stick with us throughout the course of the offseason and beyond. If you are an everydayer who tunes in every single day of the week, welcome back. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, continuing our player evaluations for the 2022-2023 season. And uh, we finish the starters in today's episode in which we talk about Jake Middleton, the, the bouncer, the security guard, the physical defenseman uh, of the Wilds decor. And I teased it in the opener, I think we see how important Middleton is to this team. Uh, the more he plays here uh, as just a contrasting style to what the Wild have on defense. You look at Jared Spurgeon. You look at Jonas Brodeen. They're great defensemen, but their style is not necessarily to be physical and to throw their body weight around. Jake Middleton does that. And so we just continue to look at the trade that sent Kakinen to San Jose, brought Jake Middleton here, and that's looking like one of the better trades that Bill Guerin has made throughout his tenure as Wild GM. Middleton, again, had a real solid season. Uh, kind of a disappointing finish, though, in the postseason, as we'll talk about. But just looking at his overall numbers, and again, props to Brett Marshall, of Sound the Foghorn uh, for his uh, player contribution score uh, cards that we will reference throughout the course of these evaluations. Middleton, in terms of wild defensemen, his 115 hits ranked first, his 155 blocks ranked second to Jared Spurgeon. So those, those on-the-surface stats hits and blocks. He brings a ton of those, and uh, and it's something that definitely is needed for this team. Um, goals against per 60 in 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, his goals against per 60 was 1.96, which ranked fourth amongst wild defensemen. Goals for percentage, 52.27. That ranked fourth on uh, the wild amongst defensemen. So those were the actual um, 
the actual goals that were scored against Middleton uh, and in most cases Jared Spurgeon uh, while they were out there on the ice. Now expected goals, 2.45 expected goals per 60, uh, which ranks fourth amongst wild defensemen. That uh, is a rather high figure. And it goes to show you, I think, how much of a role the Wilds goaltenders played in uh, in preventing some of those goals from being scored that uh, would in normal circumstances be scored on this wild decor. I do find it interesting you look, especially in the hits column for Middleton, and let's also throw in the fact that he just missed out on uh, a career high in terms of uh, average time on ice. Just missed out by a second, but he did log a career high in minutes. His 115 hits are just one fewer than Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen combined. So shows you, again, the importance of having a guy like Middleton uh, in the lineup. Now, from a special teams perspective, more of a penalty killer. His 162 minutes of penalty kill time was third amongst wild defensemen. Uh Goals against per 60 on the penalty kill, 2.96, which is not great. That was eighth amongst um, wild defensemen. And then expected goals against per 60 of 1.75, that was fifth. So those special teams numbers, you'd like to see them a little better than, again, um, not being relied upon as that top pairing for the penalty kill, but still. As, as we saw in the postseason, rigid structure tends to lead to teams being able to figure out how to attack you. Um, so all in all, a, uh, a solid season for Middleton and not a guy that you're asking a ton from offensively, but did also nab a career high in points, career high in assists, a uh, career high plus 15, uh, and... It finished with uh, 72 penalty minutes in 79 games. So a lot to like with uh, with what we saw from Middleton. Now uh, a career high in shots, a career low in shooting percentage. But again, not a guy you're really asking uh, to do a ton offensively. That's where Spurgeon comes in on that pairing. Middleton is the guy that focuses on the defensive side of the puck And as Brett notes uh, in his evaluation, there was a stretch in which Spurgeon and Middleton went 18 games without allowing a five-on-five goal against from mid-February to mid-March. Middleton's final 10 games of the season, he was outscored 7-4 at five-on-five and had an expected goal share of 37%. So... Was it just kind of wearing down down the stretch? Something else to be concerned about um, with the fact that his play last season uh, with the Wild was uh, was equally as solid? I would say it's probably just a situation of maybe wearing down down the stretch. There were some very tough opponents for the Wild uh, down the stretch as well, which would inflate those numbers. But all in all, a, uh, a solid first full season with the Wild for Middleton um, and is just a, he is a very important part of this uh, top four for the Minnesota Wild, especially because 
like we said, he's the he's the one that brings he's the one that brings the physicality, the oomph uh, to this wild decor, and could use a lot more of that going forward. So solid year for Middleton. Uh, we will hand out letter grades uh, in particular areas. We'll discuss more about Middleton's 2022-2023 season. We'll take a look at his contract situation and how things will push forward for Middleton throughout the next year plus as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. There is nothing as stressful as trying to find tickets for a game the day of. Let's say the weather turns nice here in Minnesota and you want to go see the Twins play. So you're looking around for tickets, not finding really anything that that looks appealing, and that's where game time comes in. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. My favorite part about the Game Time app is the images they show you of your seat view before you purchase the tickets. It makes it so easy to find those great spots that you may not have noticed from other ticketing apps. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we're going to move to the second line with our player evals here the rest of the week. We'll talk Matt Boldy. We'll talk Jewel Eriksson-Eck. We'll talk Marcus Johansson as well. And we will also be throwing in an episode where we look at some what-if scenarios with previous wild draft picks. What sort of team they could have put together uh, had uh, they gone in a different direction with a few of their picks. So all of that coming up here the rest of this week. It's letter grades time for Middleton. And we'll remind you that uh, we're grading on a few different areas, offense, defense, special teams, postseason, and overall letter Grade so offensively, gonna go with a C. I think for Middleton, maybe a C minus. Like we said, he's not someone that is asked to do a ton um, offensively for this team. That's Jared Spurgeon's role in that pairing. He's not anybody that plays on say the power play or or is really much of a driver of play offensively, um, but he's not asked to do that. His role is to be the defensive portion of that pairing and to provide the physicality, to provide the thump in the lineup. So I'm going to say, I'll say C minus. I'll say C. I'll be generous. I'll say C, career high in goal uh, in points for Middleton this year. Um, and so, you know, even though he's not asked to do a ton, still able to uh, to chip in as well. Defensively, I'm going A minus. Some of those underlying numbers in terms of expected goals against on the high side, but um, as we noted, that dominant stretch for Spurgeon and Middleton, in which they didn't allow a five on five goal in 18 games, 
that certainly is um, certainly is something to uh, to really hang high about uh, from the regular season. You throw in the blocks, you throw in the hits, you throw in all of that, and it leads to a solid season for uh, for Middleton. Um, in terms of special teams, I'm going to go with a B minus penalty kill. Really, the only area that Middleton. Um, is tasked with being part of and had some good stretches throughout the year, but also had some less than stellar stretches uh, throughout the course of the season as well. And so we're going to go with a B minus for that, uh, that special teams work for Middleton postseason. See, this is interesting too, because um, Middleton brings the one thing that was sorely lacking uh, for the Wild in this series. But I still just have to go with, I think, this common theme. Um, We're going to go with the D for Middleton in the postseason because here's the other part of it, too. Being the physical component of that Wild defense and looking and seeing guys like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn basically just camping out in front of the net, you got to have those guys. You got to be able to get to the net and to prevent those guys from just doing their thing and and creating uh, those short shooting lanes that uh, that make it difficult for goalies. And so to see that and special teams, defense in general, um, just not not a great postseason for really anybody as uh, as we're finding out and then overall grade for Middleton I'm gonna go with a B plus here again really solid season and Middleton does a lot of really good things um, that this team really needs this decor is by and large small and is skilled but is not overly physical and he is able to do all of that while playing a ton of minutes penalties are not a huge issue um and so just i i thought just really a solid season for middleton uh, in his first full season of action for the minnesota wild now the other part of it too he played in 79 games so didn't really show any signs of of injury missed a game here and there that was about it so all in all played a ton played a ton of minutes played a top line role played it well and there's a lot to like with what Middleton brings to the table uh, for this Minnesota Wild team now how does he factor in as we move throughout the rest of his contract what's his contract situation like We'll finish today's episode of Locked on Wild discussing that very topic after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we've got plenty of content coming up for you here the rest of the week. Player evals for Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, Marcus Johansson, amongst others coming up as well. And uh, we'll sneak in a couple of what-if scenarios for the Wild um, 
that will be interesting to take a look at as well. Middleton is signed through the 2024-2025 season. His cap hits $2.45 million, so he's third amongst wild defensemen right now, followed closely behind by Alex Goligoski and then John Merrill, currently um, the fifth highest-paid wild defenseman at $1.2 million. So Middleton seems pretty safe. Again, gives you the physicality that you just aren't aren't getting with a bunch of the rest of the wild decor. And so I think his status amongst this wild decor is pretty safe. Whereas you look at some of the other guys, what are the chances that Alex Goligoski gets asked to waive his no movement clause and gets traded? What are the chances a guy like John Merrill gets traded, even though it's not going to free up a ton of cap space, not playing well down the stretch and then getting benched in the playoffs is a situation in which he may just look for some greener pastures. Uh, And Bill Guerin may look to try to find a spot for him um, that doesn't involve him being here. And then you look at, say, Kalen Addison, who may or may not be on this roster uh, this coming season, depending on how the franchise views him going forward. And so... You look at all that potential turnover on the bottom portion of this wild uh, decor, um, there could be a completely new third pairing uh, for this team come next year, depending on how that situation plays out. And So having Middleton to be able to play top pairing minutes and to just complement Jared Spurgeon's game so well is important. You've got Brock Faber, who's probably going to slot in as that second-pairing defenseman with Jonas Brodeen. And so your top four is mostly set, uh, which is just a good problem to uh, to have. You're not going to have a ton of turnover there. And so Middleton just continues to be a, uh, a reliable portion of that uh, that wild decor. Now, when it gets to the end of his contract in 2025-2026, how will the how will that decor look uh, with all of those guys off the books by then? With Jared Spurgeon having one more year left on his deal, Jonas Brodeen with two years left on his. Jake Middleton at that point will be 29 years old, so. Do you extend him for a couple more seasons, depending on how he is playing? It could be a drastically different looking team, um, even a couple of years from now, as this team tries to just navigate through some lean cap seasons while also trying to elevate some young players to uh, to fill spots on this roster. Um so they don't have to dole out a ton of money uh, that they don't have to bring players in. So Middleton could be near uh, even further up the list in terms of your top defenseman um, on this team. So that that's going to be really interesting to watch. In terms of going forward for Middleton, um, I think 
a couple of the biggest questions that I have going into next season is depending on how the hierarchy goes of enforcers on this team. If you lose Ryan Reeves, if Marcus Foligno gets traded, how high up the list does Middleton end up? He was a guy that was really not shy about getting physical. Um, He did have a couple of fights throughout the season. And so if Foligno stays, if Reeves goes, does Middleton bump up that list a little bit? Uh, That could be potentially problematic considering how much he's relied upon by this wild team defensively. But uh, I think with what we've seen over the uh, the past year and change from Middleton, he, he likes to um, he likes to throw that physicality around. And let's not sl- sleep on the fact too that he he definitely has a personality. Um, that vibes well with this team. Kind of a keep the locker room loose guy. Seen the uh, the commercials as the um, the the mustache ambassador, whatever whatever exactly he's called. Um, he he's got some personality to him as well that I think is uh, is a little bit underrated amongst this wild team, and so we're seeing the importance that he plays both on the ice and off it. And so looking at, again, revisiting that trade in which at the time kind of wondered how this was going to work out with sending a young goalie that was backing up Cam Talbot, sending a young goalie out to bring in a defenseman you didn't really know a lot about. Well, it's, uh, it's safe to say it's worked out pretty well. Uh, for the Wild here so far. So just to wrap up once again, all in all, very solid season for Jake Middleton. Uh, In terms of things to work on for him, I think just more physicality, just continue to add to that for this team. Uh, For a team that has a decor as as short as uh, some of them are, having a guy that's 6'3", and over 200 pounds to be able to uh, to throw his body around a little bit, it definitely helps uh, for this Minnesota Wild team. And so, um, a, a good member of the uh, the top four, a top line physical defenseman. Something as we have seen these playoffs play out, something you need, uh, something you need to have in order to be a uh, successful team that has some uh, postseason aspirations. So uh, really liked what we saw from Middleton throughout um, pretty much all of the season and uh, looking forward to seeing what he has in store for an encore come next year. Uh, That will conclude today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, if this is your first time tuning into the show, we thank you for tuning in and choosing Locked on Wild. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes as we navigate through the rest of the offseason. If you are one of the everydayers who takes the time to tune in every single day of the week and has made Lockdown Wild part of your daily routine, we thank you and we will join you again tomorrow for another new episode of Lockdown Wild. You can find all of our content again on our YouTube channel, 
as well as your favorite podcast platforms. We have new content coming out every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.